bless you for the service today. Thank you for this Bible study, for the people, your children, who are destined to become great in your eyesight, the plan and the purpose that you have for their lives. We bless you now that you're bringing them into the greatness that you have promised them. Everything that you say that they will be, that they will become, your word will stand true in their lives. And you will bring them into an expected end, an end that you will be glorified. And Father, we thank you now for keeping your promises, your word. We expect everything that you promise. Your word cannot lie. Neither is there any defect when it comes down to your word. For your word has been proven to be true over the years. There is no change in your word. And Father, we thank you now for that in our lives. When, it, when everything else fails, your word will stand. So it is our foundation. It is our solid rock today that we stand on your promises, your will. We thank you now. Allow our life to continue to glorify you. Allow us to walk in the things that you've promised us. Bring us into those things. And thank you for it now. We bless you for the community as a whole, different communities around about this city. Father, you've given us this city. Bring us into a place, a mindset that we will walk into those things that you have promised us, that we will not be delayed, but we will walk in the very things that you have promised us. Keep our minds, continue to do everything that you said you would do. And we glorify you now. If there's any sickness in the body now, we ask now that you will purify it because you are healer. Touch everybody now, touch every mind, Heal, deliver, set free, make whole, for you are the healer in our lives. And you have sent your word forth to heal us for every condition, everything, every sickness, every disease that we will ever experience in our lives. For you know what you have in store for us. It's not the time to die, Father. We thank you now. It's not the time for us to faint. We thank you for it now. For your blessings. For your promise. For doing in us a great work. And we thank you for it now. It is our will to glorify you in the earth realm. It is our will to grow in your word to expand your kingdom in this earth realm, to cause it to be seen in our lives and in our neighborhoods. Father, we thank you for it now. And we magnify your name now. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We thank God for the word of God, for what the Lord is actually doing. We're still dealing with the body, soul, and the mind, or the body, soul, and the spirit, I'm saying the body, soul, and the spirit, for it is so much in it. And some of the things as I go back and study on some of this thing, um, I remember some of it, but not to the extent or to the degree that I'm understanding it now. And it's amazing how you could talk about certain things and and early on in your walk with, with the Lord, as you continue to grow, as you continue to age physically, um, you learn things, you see things as you continue to walk with God, you begin to understand things even the more. And you begin, you begin to understand the battle and why the enemy exists and his plan and his purpose. And you begin to understand what he did in the garden and what his plan and what his purpose. Uh, on my way coming here, um, if you think about it, when a person, um, let's say his or her life, um, and the enemy enters that child at a young age, and uh, whether it be through someone doing something or someone have 
uh, giving the child to the enemy. It could have been years and years ago, and that child knew nothing about it. But why would the enemy want that child's life or want to uh, be, uh, want to use that or to possess that child? You know, if, if you stop and think about it, you know, why would the enemy want that child? Why he's not after that person or that child, but why is it that child? And what it made me think about, if this is how it works in some case, even though the child or he or she does not know what the enemy knows, even, even I, some of us, you know, we don't know fully what the enemy knows. How does he know to choose that child? And so um, it makes me wonder what is the conversation that goes on in heaven about the life of a child that enters this world before you and I know anything about the child. The child is not even conceived yet, but the enemy has already put in a bid for that child's life, um, whether it be through um, getting someone to um, dedicate that child to him um, or to make a vow or a promise or whether it be through um, whatever the parents got involved that the enemy has access to that child's life. So it kind of makes you wonder what type of conversation is actually going on in heaven concerning our life, you know? Um, it kind of makes you wonder um, things such as that. And I was kind of thinking about that coming. You know, why that child? Why not that child? And I'm pretty sure, and I know, you know, he have access to all of our lives because we were born in sin. But what makes that child the one that you really want to destroy or really want to use versus that child? You know, I'm pretty sure you want to use all of them, but why that child? And what was said in heaven about that child that you want? You know, and so we can kind of understand, you know, the calling that's on the child's life. You know, now we can understand the calling that's on the child's life or on these children's life now. But, you know, that child, you know, why do you want that child? And, you know, it's like I'll give you this child or those, but I just want this one. You know, it kind of makes you wonder and think. But then we still with the uh, body, soul, and spirit. Um, and I'm going to uh, go into some of the information. And I, you know, kind of makes you wonder, man. Uh, this is a lot to this. Um, it's a lot to the human body. And it is more than you and I um, have any idea. And certain things that happen to us early on in life have really, really, um, it's either worked in God's favor or it worked in the enemy's favor. And so it's, it's, it's very complicated when it comes down to a lot of people's life. A lot of people's life is very complicated. When you think about the, um, and, and each time I probably teach, we're going to something different, you know, but still going to result in the same thing. If you think about the body, soul, and the spirit, the body consists, consists of senses. You know, where when I say senses, you got your five senses. Your body consists of those things, your five senses. Now, your soul is what um, the enemy really wants. Um, it's also what the spirit of God wants is the soul of that individual. So the most important thing in our life is the soul, the most important thing in our life. Because if you think about it, once a person is born again, and well, I'm, I'm talking about body, soul, and spirit, the body um, is the senses, you know, the five senses. The soul is your will. Um, when you think about certain things such as that, um, will, emotions, you know, different things such as that. All these things deals with that, your conscience, all these things deal with that soul. But when, when you think about um, the enemy who is 
basically saying um, what I really want is I want you to give me access to your will because this is what I want. Um, I want access to your mind. I want access to your body. I can't touch your spirit because we're talking about born again people because your spirit belongs to God. So I cannot touch that. But your your uh, your soul and your body. So therefore your soul, your mind, your will. Um, when I say your will, your decision making ability. So the enemy says, you know, I, I want to control your decision making ability. This is what I want. This is what the enemy is saying. This is what I want. When I want you, this is what I want. He's saying, I want um, your thinking ability, your feelings. I, I want this. I want your senses. I want to be able to um, um, maneuver in this earth realm through you. You know, and so what happens with you and I is by us not knowing this, we give him it unknowingly. This is like a person that uh, tell you, um, I sold my soul to the devil. People say that, you know, I sold my soul to the devil where you just don't know what you just did. Because what you did was you gave him the ability to think for you. That's what you just did. You gave him the ability of your emotions to control. You gave him the ability. Um, you gave him your will. If you think about God gave man a will. And in that will that God gave man, he have uh, a right to choose. But the enemy says, I don't want you to choose. I want you to choose what I want you to choose. Now, God gave you the right to choose. And what God does is he gave it to us in such a way that he doesn't control it. He wants you to choose him. That's, this is the way it works when it comes down to God. But the enemy wants you to choose him so that he can control it. So it is very complicated. Um, even when it comes down to man, it's very complicated. Um, there's so much when it comes down to a human body. Just We're looking at the body, but there's more to the body than what you and I have any idea. There's more to that human than what you saw or what you've seen or what you're looking at. There's more to that person than you could have ever imagined. There's more to that individual. Whether he or she is sick or whether he or she is well, there is more to that individual than you and I have any idea. And if you marry a person, you could be marrying someone that you think you know, but you really don't know. And it could take you a lifetime to get to know the person. It's the way it is. This is the way it works. But I want you to understand this. Um, when last, I think we last, we last week, we talked about the heart. We kind of touched base on it, dealing with the heart. If you think about it, you have, um, the mind of an individual in it, in any way, the soul, let's say that the soul basically consists of two minds. The soul basically consists of the mind that think, and then it consists of, uh, the conscious mind and then it consists of the subconscious and what the enemy does is he can get into your subconscious and this is his plan is to get in your subconscious when you think about the word sub it means lower so there's a there's a there's a conscious about you that is that a person cannot unless the spirit of God reveals Okay, and and it it talks about heart of a person, um, and it's not talking about the the 
the vessel that pumps blood, but it's talking about the heart of an individual. Um, it talks about a pure heart. It talks about it's talking about a pure conscience. Now, the only way that these things can happen is that there gotta be there has to be something that you and I must do. We have to play a part in this. Now, when it deal, when it comes down to the subconscious, the conscious, the subconscious, I can tell you something, and it can give you um, uh, the ability to think about it. I'm telling you something, you're thinking about what I'm telling you. But what I'm telling you has not entered your subconscious. It's in the thought, you know, it's, it's there in your conscious, but it is not in your subconscious. So you have people who are actually are things or entities that um, the enemy have a bigger plan. Let's put it like that. And when I say the enemy... He uses whatever he uses here in the earth realm to really control your conscious. Therefore, getting into your subconscious. And once he gets into your subconscious with whatever thoughts, he can really control your life or your destiny or your future. And you find a whole lot of people who life is messed up because certain things have entered their subconscious. And when it is there, it's going to take something such as the word of God to cleanse it. Because it is in your subconscious. A person can hurt you and you can tell people, you know, I love you. I love you. But in your subconscious, there is a hidden agenda there. You know, dealing with yourself. So when God judges a person, he judges a person based on this. The conscious and the subconscious or the heart, we call it. So he judges the heart. He judges the conscious. He judges the subconscious because there are things that are hidden in the inside of you that certain people don't even know anything about. The body is complicated. It's more than just um, on the medical term. But the conscious and the subconscious can affect the, your medical condition. Okay? Things that you um, allow to stress you, to bother you. You allow it to get. And it is easy to get things into a child's subconscious. Okay? It is easy to get things into a child or an adult. Subconscious. Okay, and so the reason why I'm saying this, I'm going to say this. All right. The soul is the mediator between the spirit and the body. Okay, the soul is the mediator. He's the one or it's the one that stands between the spirit and the body. All right. The body sends messages to the soul. The soul conveys that message to the spirit. The spirit sends message to the soul. The soul conveys that message to the body. That's the way it works. Goes from the body to the soul. The soul processes, processes it, sends it to the spirit. The spirit has the right, if, if the spirit doesn't have the word of God in it, when these messages come, the spirit has the right to accept it or reject it. Now, if the spirit accepts it, it sends it all rejected. It sends it back to the soul. The soul then sends it to the body. The body can reject just like the soul can reject it. All right. So I'm just trying to show you the complication of the human, how, how complicated a human could be. You could be talking to a person and the person is telling you I'm, is saying within his or herself, I don't believe nothing you say. But you're talking to the individual. And the person is listening to you, but the person is saying, I don't believe nothing you say. You don't know anything about what the person is saying. 
But the person that's saying is sitting there or standing there looking at you, listening, and saying this within him or herself. Complicated. All right? Person could tell you, I love you. And then the subconscious, I don't, I don't love you. But they're telling you because that's what you want to hear. All right? So it's complicated. When you look at the word or look up the word, mediator. Um, and I, I came from the scripture on it. Um, from Job 9 and 33. And then 1 Timothy 2 and 5. Job 9 and 33. This is what Job said. If only there was someone to mediate between us, someone to bring us together. Now he's talking about Jesus Christ. This is what this is who Job is talking about. He's talking about Jesus Christ. First Timothy 2 and verse 5. For there is one God, one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus. Okay, so Christ is almost he's like the soul. And then you have God and then you have spirit of God. Okay, almost like the same thing. Now, I want you to understand this. The soul deals with with uh, thoughts, with uh, words, with different things such as that. Now, if you go and, and you search scriptures. The Bible says this concerning the scripture. In the beginning, in St. John 1 and 1, and we've quoted the scripture, so you should know this. St. John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word. All right. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. Now, if you think about what we just talked about here, the Bible said, in the beginning was the word. Now, the word is the mediator between man. So, in other words, in the beginning was the word. But the word, the word there is the same word that we get, logos. That word, logos, means thought. In the beginning was God's thought. That's what the word is. It's what God is thinking. It's his thought. So in other words, you could say this. In the beginning was God thought. And God thought was in the beginning. In the beginning was the word. And God thought in the beginning was God's thought. He thought it, he said it. In the beginning was God's thought. That's what it was. In the beginning was the word of God. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. In the beginning was God's thought. And God's thought was with him. All things were made by God's thought. Okay? All things were made by God's thought. So if, if, if the soul is the mediator between the spirit and the body and Jesus is the mediator between man and God and Satan cannot get Jesus. So who is he after? He's after man because man have the ability in his soul to think in a way that he could control the spirit or, or his spirit or the body. He has that ability. So the enemy turns and says, well, here's what we want to do. Here's what, here's what our plan is. I need to get my thought in man. That's what he did with Adam. See, Adam, he had the word because, you know, he was formed by the word. He had the word. There was, no, there was no sin in him. But the enemy had to get his thought in him. 
And before, you know, he talked to him about, you know, God didn't say this and God didn't surely say you would die. That, but the day that you eat of thing, this, you will be like God. So he had to get it into his conscious, his subconscious to the point to where he convinced them to look at it, you know, to desire what it would taste like, to touch it, to feel it, dealing with the senses. So he had to, he had, listen, it, it wasn't just a one-time thing where you where we think he just talked to them one time and then he convinced them. No. They had to constantly hear what the enemy was saying because he was trying to control their thought. Now their thought was the word of God. But the enemy had to get in and change the way they were thinking. Because if there were no sin in you, your thought is the word of God. Because God was the one that placed in you his word. That's what he did with Adam. He placed in Adam his word. So now the enemy has to get him to think different. Because his word is God's thought. So he had to get Adam to think different. All right. God already said that. You, listen, I've given you all of this. Listen, let's create him. We created him in our mind and that, you know, in our likeness, in our image and in our likeness. He's just like us. Okay? Now, whether that was downloaded into him or not, I'm pretty sure it was. Because this conversation was took place before Adam got here, before he formed him. But he said, Let us make man in our image and our likeness. So he had to form him. And he had to breathe in him. So I don't know whether he did not know he was like God. I'm pretty sure he did. If he thought like God, I'm pretty sure he did. But the enemy had to get him to think differently. Okay? So therefore, if I can get him to think differently, I can control his destiny and his future. His destiny becomes my destiny and his future becomes my future. That's what the enemy was after. And that's what he got. You look at people today who are being used by the enemy. He's controlling their future. He's controlling their destiny. This is how it works with him. And this is what everything is after. This is what everything is about. It's about who can control that. All right. It's about who can control that soul. This is what is after. But the word Mediator is a go-between. One who mediates. One who um, is, is like a person that is actually um, standing in the middle. One who intervenes between two persons who are at variance with a view to reconcile them. Okay? So a person is in between. In other words, I'm telling you how much God loves you. This is what Christ is saying. I'm telling you and I'm showing you how much God loves you. Now, I know who God is because I'm just like him. When you've seen me, you've seen God. But I'm the mediator here to tell you how God is like, what he's like. I want to show you. I want you to see it. I want you to feel him. I want you to experience what God? So I am the mediator, and based on what you tell me, I can relay this to him. This is how it works with you and I. Based on what you tell me, I can relay it to him for you. The Bible said we are seated with Christ at the right hand of God. So in other words, he's in between. God, and then there's us. Okay? And so he's the mediator. So I talk to him. He talked to the father on my behalf or on our behalf. So he's the mediator. The father talked to him. He talks to us. Okay. This is how it works. And Satan who want to be like God didn't thought all this out. He didn't thought all this out. But he has a plan. Because he, want to, he still want to be like God. So he has a plan. 
That plan is to use man against his creator, against God. Here's how it works for us. All right. This is what I want you to understand concerning the soul and the mediator and all this stuff. Take heed when it comes out of your soul. Take heed as to what you hear. You have the right to make a choice as to what you take in. We have a right. Your flesh can desire a whole lot of things, but you take heed as to what you hear. The Bible says this, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It also, you can, you can, you can gain faith by what you see. You know, because if you see a person get up and start walking and got healed, it'll cause you. Okay, it comes by hearing. Some people, they want to feel God. All right. But the person will gather, listen, he will gather, he or she will gather faith because you can gather faith from those five senses. Because there are times you can be in a service and you can feel God. It's like that's touching. You can feel the presence of God. All right. The human will is very powerful. I remember faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. The human will is very powerful. Is very powerful. Everybody, basically, I want that will. Every, every entity out there. God the enemy, the Satan, they want your will. Okay? They want your will. They want you to choose. God said, I put before you this day, life and death, you decide. I would rather that you choose life so that you can live. But you have the choice because I'm not going to make you choose me. I want you to choose me. Because this is what you want. Alright. And some people. Go the other way. Alright. God gives that. To us. The seat of the will. Is basically the conscious. The subconscious. Or the mind. Or the. Sub. The below the. You know the subconscious. The, the mind that is below the heart. This is what it basically boils down to. We got a lot going on here, man. We got a lot going on. The mind is the center of all thoughts. And it holds the key to life. So all this stuff lies in the soul. It is the, it, it holds the key to life. Because you got a choice there. You got to make a decision. And that decision is going to be made in your soul. It's not going to be made in your body. Because your body is going to relay information to your soul. That soul relays it to your spirit. If your spirit is not in agreement with what was just relayed to it, your spirit can relay back to your soul that relate to your body. This is not good information. All right. But it happens so quick. You know, I explain it in this way, but it happens so quick. That some people don't even think twice. You and I, who are so keen in the spirit when it comes to listen to what I'm saying now. I'm prophesying to you. You and I, who are so sensitive, so keen in the spirit, when something is said, we can immediately say, That's not God. Because it is in our soul, it is in our spirit. And our soul already knows this is not God. That quick. And so, therefore, it causes the body. To obey. Alright. As a man thinketh, so is he in his heart. This way it boils down to as a man thinketh, 
so is he. Trust me. If he thinketh, his mouth is going to speak it. If it's in his, ear, in his heart, in his subconscious, eventually it's going to come out. Because it is in his heart. Some people say your heart of heart. Hidden deep within your heart of heart. This is why it is when a person, uh, and, and, and don't take this the wrong way. You may have kids watching and stuff like that. Um, a man and a woman, you know, for the first time, touch each other, feel whatever. You know what I'm talking about. This is why in some cases it is hard for a person because that interaction involves that. This is why it's hard for some people to get over his or her first love because of this. All right. The person can be no good for you, but it is hard to get over it because of that. All right. The Bible said he who joins himself to a harlot becomes one with the harlot. What are you talking about? Well, what happens that I join myself to someone and I become one with someone? I mean, what happens so that makes that? Because of this that happens. There is a subconscious involvement here. It's not just a conscious. That's it. It's a subconscious involvement. So therefore, you have to not only just guard your heart, but you have to guard your body as to what he or she gets involved in. All right. And I'm saying certain things to not say certain things. To not say certain things to make sure that I don't offend the kids. Whoever, listen to this, whoever gets enough information into your subconscious or your mind controls your life or the way you think. Alright? Now, when you think about the word media or mediator, you get the word media. Alright? The word media. And I know this is a word that many of us have heard because I have heard, heard it. The main means of mass communication, broadcasting, publishing, and the internet. The main the main information highway. Let's put it like that. That's what, it's, that's what this deals with. So in other words, there are certain things that you and I watch or listen to that is automatically played into our subconscious. And the enemy knows it. So in other words, I can say that the media has the ability or this instrument or these instruments has the ability to control my actions. To control the way I think. I've heard people say I've watched movies and especially the soap operas. I've heard people say I've watched the soap operas and I got to the place where I started living my life like that. There are people now who have watched certain movies or certain reality shows and they decide to live their life like it. All right. All of this deals with the media. I heard a young lady made a statement about um, the, the movie that used to wear the show, the reality show that used to come on, Bridezilla. And she actually wanted to be like that, to play that out in her real life. And she did. But you see, it was played into her subconscious. So in other words, what you are watching begins to control you and you know nothing about it. This is how the enemy works. So now, what happens is, the enemy's plan is to control your children at an early age. You can teach your child this, the word of God, but based on what you allow your child to see, to hear, is forming that child's conscious or her or his or her thoughts. And 
Therefore, the information, because of the spirits that attach to some of this stuff, it has the ability now to enter the subconscious. And the child begins to act out of his or her heart what has been played in him or her. And now you don't know why the child is acting the way the child is acting because of what you have allowed the child to hear or watch. Or what you have allowed the child to be entertained by. Okay? Because I want you to understand this. Not only do you have mediator, medium, but you also are a media, but you have medium. That's involved in this also. So the enemy is saying, what I'm doing is, I'm using witchcraft to control your child. And you know nothing about it. I'm using witchcraft to control you. And you know nothing about it. One of the ways to, uh, uh, let's think about this right here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you a, a, a good example of, of how this thing works. Let's say you, you're watching TV and there's a certain commercial that come on. By you constantly watching that TV and listening to that commercial, eventually you can recite the commercial without a problem. All you have to do is hear the sound or the song that relates to the commercial or just see it sometimes you don't have to see it sometimes you can close your eyes and hear it play out in your subconscious now the enemy said i got it from your i got it from your conscious to your subconscious and now i got your mind now i'm controlling it It is so easy. One of the ways that it is easy, if, if uh, let's, um, um, and I know a lot of us have played video games or have watched video games. One of the things that I could never understood for a long time, and I and um, and I heard it, but I'm really understanding it now more, um, is when video games are playing or you play a video games game. Why is it that music has to be associated with the game? Some type of music. You could be playing a game of whatever, and they got music playing in the background. I, I, I didn't get that. I don't need the music. I just want to hear the sound of the, of, of, the, of the characters doing what they're doing or whatever. I don't want to hear all this music. But they know. You learn easy based on this music and the music that we associated with this has spirits attached to it so therefore when you hear the music play you will bow before the image of that god or whatever just the way it works just the way it works like you can you can hear whatever Games of Thrones, whatever, and you hear music that's, and then you automatically think Games of Thrones because you heard that song. That's the way it works. And the whole time, the enemy's out to control your soul. Because see, he, he has a plan. You and I don't know nothing about the plan because we are so busy with our lives. Sometimes, sometimes our spirit sends a word or a signal to our soul to let us know something isn't right but we ignore it because one young lady told me straight up she said um the tv there is my child's babysitter what the word you did you know what you just said and i didn't know nothing about what i know now but i knew what she said was definitely wrong it was right as far as what the enemy's plans, but it was wrong as far as to say you allow that to babysit your child. And that child will st 
stayed there in the front of that TV for hours being hypnotized or being programmed in such a way to think. And it gives the enemy opportunity now to enter the child's life because this stuff is being played into that child's subconscious. And then you find the child acting it out when it's not even playing. And I'm watching now even the more as to how it also causes the child to forget things. Not those things, but the things that you teach the child. It causes the child to forget it. So there's a, there, there is, there is, um, because if you think about the word medium, not just media, medium, what it means. Saul went to a medium because he could not hear from God anymore. So he went to a medium to summon up a dead person, spirit, because he wanted a word from God because he could not contact God anymore because of the things that he was doing. Now, when Saul died, the Bible said that because of how he was and it says because he consult a medium. And that was a, per a person who, who was like a go-between the dead and the living. This is how it works. And this is how important the soul is. Now, I want you to understand this. Please understand this. The only way that you and I could clean this stuff up is through the word of God. The word of God is almost like, let's say for instance, um, being that your hard drive as far as a computer, I don't know too much about them, but as far as your hard drive as far as a computer goes, let's say for instance, this thing, you can, you could, you could close that program on your computer, but it doesn't mean that that program is not still running. It could be running and you going on to something else because there is something now that is controlling your computer. And the only way to get this thing to stop or to get, you have to either get a new computer or you have to do something with that program. I'm telling you, this is, and so when you think about you and I, how can I get these thoughts to keep, to stop coming from my mind? I have to go to the word of God and allow God to redo. This is what Jesus' job is. To redo. To create in me. To give me a clean heart. If I don't, I'll still be running on the old. And that program is still running in the back of my mind. And I can't get rid of the thoughts. The thoughts keep coming. So that means... That thing that was played into my life early on in my life, because it could be through something that happened to you. That thought is still playing in my mind and I cannot get rid of the thought. So I have to replace the hard drive. And the only way I can replace the hard drive, that's where the Holy Spirit comes in at. Okay, I have to replace the hard drive. This is why God delivers a person so that he can replace the hard drive. He gets the demons out of a person so that the hard drive could be replaced. The Bible says this, when the unclean spirit is going out of a person, that means when he's cast out of that individual, he goes in the dry place seeking rest. He finds no rest. He says to himself, you know, here he comes back to that house. He see that house is swept, clean, garnished. 
The Bible says he said to himself, I will go get seven others worse than I. And they entered that house again. And now the state of that individual is worse than the first state. If you don't occupy with the Holy Spirit to give you a new way of thinking, to change the way you think. If you don't want the word of God, you're going to find yourself in danger. The Bible says this in Proverbs 11 and 30. Remember this. The Bible said this in Proverbs 11 and 30. Proverbs 11 and 30. Very important. Teach me some stuff here, Pastor. If you don't teach me, I won't know. If you don't teach me, I will not know. All right? The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. That's what the Bible said. He that winneth souls is wise. Now, now check this out now. The Bible said, he that winneth souls is wise. Now, check this now. It didn't say he that winneth spirit is wise. It said he that winneth souls is wise. So now the enemy has to be wise to win our soul. Okay. And for a man of God to win souls, he has to be wise. He has to first be won. His soul must be won by the word of God in order to win your soul. The Bible says he that winneth soul is wise. See, you can come into a church and get born again, but that does not mean that your soul is converted. See? Your, your spirit is saved, but your soul must be converted. Your soul must be won over. Your soul must be transformed. Your soul must be changed. And this is why an individual need not to forsake the assembling. This is why you need not to forsake church. This is why you need not to forsake teaching. Because your soul needs to be won. Transformed. Needs to be changed. The Bible said he that win a soul is wise. Not ignorant. Wise. Alright. I hope you're learning something. I hope you're getting something. And this is what has happened with us. We got the person saved, but we're doing nothing to win the souls of that individual. Well, what are you talking about, Pastor? That's why the individual, he or she is still doing what he or she is doing because the soul of that individual is not being transformed. See, my job is to teach the word to you that gets it into your spirit. Your spirit then relays it to your soul. All right. Now your soul has the ability to think new thoughts. And the Spirit of God will give you thoughts to think on. Because the Word of God is the thought of God. Jesus is the thought of God. So the Spirit of God will give you new thoughts to think on. That's why the Bible said, meditate. On this book of the law. Meditate on the word of God. Do not let it depart from your mouth. What he's doing. He's placed in you a new hard drive. And the program now that is running. Is not designed to destroy. Other. Things that you have in that computer. Or in your body. It is not designed to destroy your organs. It is designed to give life to you, your organs, your body, your soul, your spirit. It is designed to give life. But when you have this other thing running in your subconscious that is not the word of God. It is designed to destroy you. 
and it is running. You could be sitting in the, in, we, we said it, I said it last week, you could be sitting in the house of God and sitting in religion. You sitting in the house of God, the word of God is being preached, but you up here is thinking about something outside of the house of God that has nothing to do with the word that is being taught. So therefore, you need your hard drive cleansed. The Bible said he that went a soul. Most of the time you can tell a person now, you say, listen, man, take the scripture and go meditate this right here. You know, and the person will go and start and then they quit. Because your body tells you, I don't like that. I don't want to meditate that. I want to look at what I want to look at. I want to hear what I want to hear. And that's, it is dangerous for a person to want to hear gossip. And you have been saved. All of this is affecting your subconscious. All of it is affecting your subconscious. I'm telling you, our body is complicated. Now, when it comes down to dying and going to hell, the body is laying there. The soul of that individual now is in trouble. Because to go to hell, it means you think of every time that the word was preached. It comes to you. It plays in your mind. You hear it in you. Each time God cried out. Each time God reached out to you, you hear it constantly in the inside. And it causes you to be tormented. Not just the torment of what you are feeling, but the torment of what you are thinking also. Because the soul is being tormented. The Bible says, he that winneth soul is wise. He that winneth soul is wise. The word of God is made able to make one wise. The word of God is able to change the way you think. The word of God is able to change your destiny. It gives you a hope. It gives you a future. If a person you, if a person you see that needs to change and refuse to change, what you are telling me is, I got hurt when I was young, and this is one area I refuse to change in. Because nobody will ever hurt me again. Well, Satan is hurting you the whole time by telling you to be like that. And it causes you and I to act out towards people when someone triggers what was sown into your subconscious. Okay? Anytime God does a work in you and I, anytime he does a work in you and I, that work that he's done in you and I must be tested. That work that he does in us must be tested, must be proven. God don't tempt nobody but he allowed the enemy to come and tempt you because the enemy is telling God, I still have access to him or her. And God is saying, oh, no, you don't. So he allowed you to be tested. Jesus told him plainly. When he rebuked Satan, I'm Satan and Peter, you have no part in me. We have a lot to learn. We are learning. We are going to be free completely. This is what happens when, when you have people who are enslaved. When you are enslaved or in bondage to Christ or enslaved to Christ, you are not a person that is held captive. You're free. And he teaches you that you are free. But when you become enslaved to something other than Christ, 
you in bondage. There is no bondage in God in Christ. So you're not in bondage. You yield your vessel to be a servant to Christ. But when you yield your vessel to be, become a servant to sin, it because of something that was played in. Something you saw at an early age. Okay? Pornography is bad. Because it's something that is, you see and it, it automatically goes straight to your subconscious. All right? It automatically goes to your subconscious. There are certain other things. Music, rap music. The enemy knows it automatically goes to your subconscious. Automatically goes to your subconscious. He knows what he's doing. He's been here longer than you and I have ever been here. We exist just as long as he exists. Because remember now, we were souls in heaven. So we exist also. But on this side, he exists longer than we were. Or we are. We have. When we leave here, he'll be here. Before we got here, he was here. So he know what you and I don't know. But through the spirit of God, we are learning what we need to know to defeat him. He's a defeated foe. And once you get that in your mind, once you get that in your soul, he's a defeated foe. You can tell him you're defeated. And I know he's listening to this teaching tonight. But I know what you know. I know what you know. And I know what you have been doing. And I know how you have tried to control the lives of people. But that stops this night based on the ones who are listening to the word of God and receiving it. Now I want you to understand this, saints. You probably have heard distractions in your home or whatever. You probably had TV playing, whatever. All this is distraction. And if you were distracted and you missed this, you need to go back and replay it because the enemy does not want you to receive this. He knows the moment this gets in you, you can reverse things that happen in your life and you can forgive people who have hurt you in the past. The reason why you're holding on to certain things because someone hurt you when you was a little girl or a little boy. And you're so afraid of being hurt. Again. You're so afraid of being hurt. But I want you to understand this. You are hurting someone else by not trusting people. Either way it go, it's a part of life and it's a part of growing. Your ministry would never become great if you don't experience these things. Anything that you and I experience in our life, God is able to deliver us from it. Anything that you and I experience, God is able to deliver us from it. All you have to do is ask, God, teach me how to forgive. The same way you forgive, teach me how to forgive. You have him in your spirit. Your spirit have told your soul. But your flesh don't want to receive it. Just ask the spirit of God. Teach you how to forgive. Teach you how to love. Teach you how to see things the way he see it. Teach you how to receive it. Teach you how to receive his word. Teach me how to trust again. God will do it. He healed me. Just Sunday he healed me from a twisted ankle. He healed me just like that. Just Sunday. Just that quick. Because he has a plan for my life. And the plan for my life he proven to me that he is a healer. And not only do he want to heal me he want to heal others. All right. Listen, we have the end there. I love you.
And that's from the inward heart. All right? I love you from my heart. I love you. Take the time to teach you this word of God because God takes the time to teach me. So I'm taking the time to teach you out of love. Been doing it for quite some time. I wanted to stop. I wanted to quit. I told myself I wasn't going to do it no more. But the love of the people of God, the love for God, the love for his word, the love for his people to see them grow and expand and walk into the things that God promised them overrides my feeling all day long. So I love you. Be encouraged. Same time, encourage someone else. I'm not going anyway from the kingdom of God. I'm going further into the kingdom of God to experience everything that God promised and everything God says. In this lifetime, everything that you and I have given up for the gospel's sake, we will receive some 30, some 60, some 90, some 100 fold for what we have given up for this gospel. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Be blessed and be encouraged.